welcome to Growth on the Rocks with your host, Desiree Simone, the podcast where we talk about life, love, and living. So grab yourself your favorite cocktail and let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Growth on the Rocks. I am beyond thrilled to have Claudia, the death fairy. I know that sounds kind of insane, but just (laughs) ride with me on this because she is not only super intuitive and talented, she's absolutely stunning. Claudia, welcome to Growth on the Rocks. Thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor, Desiree. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. The honor is absolutely mine. Like I told you, I have been telling everyone, yeah, Claudia is a death doula. And they're like, I'm sorry, what? So first off, let's go ahead and let's get straight into it. What exactly is a death doula? So, okay, it's it's a big term, but what it means basically is to help somebody have their best death. And it sounds kind of crazy. I'm just thinking like, how would I explain it to my children, right? I can help people transition and as well as families right and within death doula work there's a lot you can do i know you've heard of a birth doula right very similar yeah so there's a lot of duties that we can do so we can assist the family with gathering all the things that the family needs for preparation for the death right maybe to uh close bank accounts um all the car stuff that needs to like either get um, I'm not sure what you're going to do with car. You know what I mean? All the technical oh, things oh, that we think of, the passwords, gather all that information, help the family get it all organized, you know, find a place um, where they can hold the funeral. If they want to have a funeral, maybe they want to have it at home, offer options. This is a very, this is like, yeah, it's somebody who can help you or somebody have their best app. <laughs> And I love that because I think that's one of those things that you do not think about until you are unfortunately in that situation and you go, who can help me? So do you find that people reach out to you months in advance or is it that kind of crazy hectic, someone has passed yesterday, we need to go for today? Well, this is where I come in. I'm a death doula and the medium. So the way I help people with death work is I can help people connect to those that have died. And so when people reach out to me, it will always be after the fact, of course. And it's usually to help connect them to, you know, their loved ones on the other side. And that's how I work. That's why I'm a a bit different from a typical death doula who can do all the cool technical things, which I can too, but I predominantly work with the spiritual side of things. I love how you said cool technical things as if what you're doing is not cool. I'm (laughs) I'm sorry. It's very cool. So outside of what it is that you do, how did you discover this gift? Um, So I have always been connected to spirit since I was a little kid. I would talk to them, see them. They were always around. I was raised Catholic. So Catholics think of guardian angels and, um, they kind of have like guardian spirits, mostly angels, right? So I never thought it was weird. And I never thought I was the only one who could do it. Like I thought everyone could see and talk to them. And, you know, I kind of grew up like Lydia from Beetlejuice. <laughs> a bit strange and unusual. Love her. Love <laughs> her. We love her on this podcast. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, you know, it wasn't until I was older when I'm like, oh, yeah. Do you see that person? They're like, no. And I was like, oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> I see them. They're right there. Yeah. Um, and I've always just been so connected to death and spirit. Since I was little, I was never scared of death. I was scared of people. And I still am scared of people. <laughs> now explain that. That that seems really interesting because I think obviously majority of us are the opposite. We are totally fine with people. And like I told you, I am terrified of death. So how is it that you actually connect the opposite the way that most people would think? I I think it's because I've always seen them around and they never seem to be scary 
or frightening, more playful, and they just look like us. You know, they are us. They're when I feel like when we die, um, our energy, we all have energy, right? The energy is still there. It's very much alive. The body just dies. So we're just kind of letting go of what's tethering us to this earth, which is the body part. It's like our car. The car breaks down, but the engine, <laughs> maybe not the engine, but the, the spirit of the car is still running, if that makes sense. So, um, and there's so much comfort in that. And I was alone a lot. So being alone, but not really alone with my spirit friends felt very comfortable. And and people can hurt you, you know, spirits can't hurt you. They're just like, hey, what's up? <laughs> just hanging out in the corner. Just so how was your day? Like, hey, yeah. <laughs> but people can hurt you. I mean, I I've I've been bullied. I've been scared of people, you know, people following you and stuff. It's scary out there. But not spirits. They're just like they're chilling. Now, <laughs> and like you said, people can hurt you. Have you ever encountered maybe with a partner or with a friend or a family member kind of saying hey this is what I'm experiencing and someone going you're crazy get away from me like what are you talking about oh yeah I mean in my family I've been always called weird Claudia's weird that's like a duh in the family um I mean I'm Latina and I do not look Latina <laughs> <laughs> so whether it was that's being weird in my very um Mexican family or just the fact that I'm always you know like wanting to know about ghosts and spirits I can walk into a place and be like this place is super haunted oh my god you're so weird so I just accepted it yeah I'm the weird one I get it <laughs> there is nothing wrong with being strange and <laughs> so so if you can can you kind of tell us maybe about the very first encounter that you ever experienced where you were like, oh, okay, this is, this is spirit talking to me. Like, this is actually something I'm encountering and it's nothing for me to be scared of. Yes. So, um, I'm an, I'm an eighties baby. So back then our parents would leave us at home. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. did. Latchkey kid. Alone. <laughs> so I think my mom went to go do laundry somewhere and I was at home alone in a cottage in the middle of nowhere in England. I had no neighbors. Okay. So the mail comes and there's like this little Mickey Mouse lollipop. And of course, being a silly kid, I instantly eat the lollipop and no parents are home. So I started jumping on the sofa like a crazy. I mean, you know, the things that kids want to do when they have freedom. So I was jumping on the sofa and then the lollipop got lodged in my throat and I started choking. And I thought I was going to die. I was like, oh my gosh. And I must have been like four or five years old. Anyways, I hear um, this voice telling me to go run into the bathroom and lodge my stomach on the edge of the bathtub. And that's what I did. Like, I, it's like, I didn't even think twice. I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And as soon as I did that, the lollipop flew out. And I was just like, thank you, guardian angels, you know? <laughs> I, I really thought I was going to die that day. I was already thinking, oh, this is it. I'm going to die with a stupid Mickey Mouse lollipop in my mouth. But oh yeah, spirit now, saved me. Now, did you tell that story to your mom? Kind of like, so first off, I was jumping on the couch and no. I was trucked on a lollipop. No way. I, you know, Latina moms are not going to be happy about that. I'm going to get the chancla. <laughs> Black moms. Yeah. Mm, we're gonna we're gonna give you a switch or a belt or a broom I gotcha I'm with you on that <laughs> so when did you because you said you grew up Catholic which I think is fascinating mm -hmm. so when did you kind of tell your family hey I'm seeing spirit not until what was recently. that like oh my goodness it was really hard okay um my family my mother is very very Catholic nothing wrong with that but I feel like there's a difference between Mexican Catholics who are born with their, who are born, who are raised in their mysticism. You know, Mexicans are very mystic. Catholicism is very mystic. So the combination of that, yeah, they believe in spirits apart from angels. But um, my mom lived a long time in America. And I don't know what happened, but she got the belief that talking to the dead was evil. So I told her 
maybe like eight years ago and she was not happy now I said eight years ago because that's when I started really developing my gift you know I could always see and hear them but that was on their terms um so when I started actively studying to become a medium and that's when I told her and she was like she freaked out she did not like it I, to this day I'm not sure she is okay with it but she did think it was an evil thing and you just said now actively study so tell us a little bit about that because like I told you before we were talking I said I'm sure there's no like online course where you did this but like what I kind of feel like it's almost like a yoga practice where it's something that you're constantly practicing and learning so how did you actively develop your connection to become a or to get more in tune with spirit um so I've always studied um energy work like yoga right learning what my energy is what other people's energy is and I've been doing that since the early 2000s like yeah really for a long time and so when I I think I saw like on tv maybe John Edwards on tv and he's a really famous medium and I saw him and I was like oh I can do that so from studying energy I went into learning how to channel which is when people are in a trance and they can channel or speak let let an energy or a spirit speak through them right so I did channeling for a bit and then that's when I went into a mediumship, which is, it's all the same work. I'm going to be honest. It's all learning your energy. But with mediumship, there is a bit more structure because depending on who you study from, um, if you're studying very traditional spiritualist, like religious way, there's a certain way how you can work as a quote proper medium which I learned the proper way. I learned the trance way where I'm in a slight trance. And now I just kind of combine the two and also evidential mediumship. I did learn um, train to become an evidential medium where I bring through as much evidence from spirit that I can. Like, what do they look like? What's a memory that only the client would know, right? Um, any little thing that can kind of prove, prove, quote, that spirit is there is what we consider evidence. And so here I am, a hodgepodge of my own sort of working with spirit in a way. I think you have to be. I think you have to be able to kind of tackle all those things because one of the things that you said, which I think is key, I think for a lot of people is you need to then prove so that people aren't thinking you're saying, you know, the things that the classic old school charlatans would say is someone who passed loves you. And it's like, well, duh, they love me. Like, are they okay, give yep. me, give me, give me something a bit more than that. They just love me. So what do you do when you are talking? Because I'm sure you've worked with family members and you have key persons who definitely are in tune and they want to understand what it is that you can provide for you. Conversely, I'm sure you also deal with those people who are extremely skeptical. Oh yeah. How do you address the skeptics? Oh my goodness. Okay, so I notice myself when it's a skeptic, oh, my energy gets so tiny. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, I guess that's just an insecurity of mine because then I'm like, oh, shoot, shoot. Sorry, I almost cussed. Oh, um, no, no, no. You can totally swear on this. Time. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. <Yeah. laughs> I got to prove myself, you know, like, and I hate that because then I feel like a show poodle. But I, I'm, I'm letting spirit handle it. I'm like, okay, you guys take over because I'm not here to, okay, I'm here to help. They're coming to me. They're paying me money. I want to literally, I want to help them as much as I can. That's really my prayer every time. Um, as you can see on Instagram, I provide a lot of free info all the time. I've been doing this for so many years. And it's like, I'm not really doing this for the money. Although I wish I, I was getting paid more. <laughs> I'm doing this to help. Going back to the question, how do I prove it? I just asked them for as much information as possible. In the beginning, I used to interrogate the spirit. I used to be like, how did you die? You know, what's your name? Um, who's with you on the other side? And then I would feel that that was a bit harsh. So then now I'm opening up to more like, okay, well, you got to show me something because they're not buying in. And sometimes people will be like, well, what did they used to call me when I was three years old? Which is really hard. I'm very bad at names. I don't know why. And a lot of mediums can attest to that. Like, they're just not good with names. And I don't... I can't understand why names are so hard, but they are. And another thing is that when spirit 
communicates with us, they communicate in pictures. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe some words here and there, but mostly like they show you a video. And that's for me because I'm very clairvoyant or my third eye is very strong. So I see a lot of pictures. So it's like a game of charades. You know, um, they'll show me like an apple. And from that apple, I got to bring that picture into my solar plexus or into my like third chakra and try to sense it with that like okay well what could this apple mean Mm, okay I'm feeling like apple pie oh yes she used to really love making apple pies like on Thanksgiving I'm seeing a big family dinner now you know that's how I work (laughs) and it's it gets tricky (laughs) really now how I first of all I love the visualization because I'm very much like a visual person, um, super into like law of attraction and manifestation. And so a lot of coaches will be like, you need to visualize. And I'm like, I could teach a master's course in visualization nice. because I love sitting down with my thoughts, visualizing. I visualized how this podcast would go. Yeah. I love doing that to like get myself really excited. But then how do you get yourself with spirit when you were saying like they describe it in pictures? How do you find yourself going, okay, I need to now, like you said, the charades game. Mm -hmm. I need to now piece this together. Like, what's that like for you? I go moment by moment. Okay, so first I'll see them. I'll I'll see them approach and I'll be like, okay, he looks like he's about maybe six foot, you know, curly hair, dark skin, whatever. I'll just say exactly how they're coming through. And mind you, I'm in a slight trance. So they're coming through. And then I usually close my eyes. I'm like, okay, this is what they look like. Um, he he dresses in this way. And then I'll ask them. I'll be like, okay, show me something. And then maybe they'll show me like um, a pair of glasses. And I'm like, oh, okay, he has this pair of glasses that I really feel like were really um, important to him. And I'll say like, I'll ask spirit. So what about these glasses? And I'll, ask, I'll see another picture pop up. And then from there, it's kind of like communication. Like I'll say, okay, give me more. I, I'm not understanding and a lot of the times I do not understand what I'm saying. I'm in a trance the whole time. It's for the client to understand. And they'll show me the weirdest things. Like one time they showed me a cat. And I'm like, did they have a cat? And they're like, no, but her name is cat. And I'm like, well, there you go. Okay, there, there you there's go. There's the sink. Yes. <laughs> so that's how they work. And it's very abstract and it's very frustrating. But we go with the flow. We're just like, okay, I get it. You're very creative in the way you talk. So I'm cool. Let's let's do this. (laughs) Now, was there ever a client story that really like touched you? Like just every time you think about it, you just really are reminded like, this is what I am doing. This is why I'm on this earth to do this. I feel like every time it's, it's hard because especially when they go into the messages, there's so much love. And, um, when I bring them through, so I'm, my body is a vessel of the energy of not only my energy, but of their energy. So if we're in session right now, you and I, you'd be able to feel them come through. And it, it's just so much love, so much of that unconditional love that it feels like it's very healing for not only them, but for me too. So it's very draining to bring them through because I'm using so much energy, like feels like a marathon. And then they come through and then I just feel so healed in, the, in that moment. And I kind of forgot the question, but I think I'm getting at. <laughs> was there was there one particular? I'm I'm sure there's maybe not one, but oh, a story. But has, yes. has, has there ever been one that you're like, this is why I'm doing this. This this is why I've been called to do this. Yes, uh, the one of the first ones I did it was for my um my sister, uh, not biological sister, but somebody who I consider my sister and it was her aunt who she loved so much her aunt got so close to me that she literally kind of like did a Whoopi Goldberg and took over my body for a little bit and I felt I felt that I I felt her sadness They're, they're sad when we are sad so I felt her compassion I should say and I felt her um like wanting to comfort her but not able to and then um she said something like you know pray to god because god is real and that's another thing is when we all when we pass we see our beliefs 
So if this woman was, you know, Catholic, she's like, you know, God and Jesus are right up there with the angels. And so it's really beautiful how everyone's like energy is so different yet connected in the same way. But that will always be like very, um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that feeling because it took a while for her to get out of me. I'm like, all right, you're out. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're finished. I was going to yeah. say, were you kind of like, so um, I need you to go. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm getting ready to like make dinner and I kind of don't want you to be here right now. Oh, like, what was that like trying to like get rid of like, what? Yes, that was like I said, it was one of my first ones. So I was not setting my boundaries up properly. And she just like jumped on it. And though she just passed too. So we're both kind of experimenting with each other. She's like, whoop, okay. So I'm just going to jump on in. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, that's not how it works. I did not give you permission. You do not yeah. have consent. But you know, when I'm doing this, I'm asking them, come closer, come closer. Let me feel you. That was a little too close. So now I know, you know, keep a little fluff between us. Um, but yeah, it was very touching too, though. Like, I'm so glad out of anyone that could have happened to shoot that it was her. Very touching, very lovely connection. And that's amazing. And first of all, thank you for the Whoopi Goldberg reference because <laughs> for a lot of us chocolate girls who love Ghost and some of us who may have dressed up as that character for Halloween, I'm I love it. Point at myself, but you know who you are, Desiree. You know who you are. <laughs> um, I remember seeing that scene and we were just like, heck yeah. Like, I think every single Black woman's like, I would love for that to happen. I want to talk to my my Aunt Ethel and ask her where the will is. So so I love that you did a, a ghost reference. So, so yeah. one of the things I mentioned to you when I reached out to you and why I was so intrigued to bring you onto the podcast was because I told you I am, I feel like I'm like most people terrified of the idea of death. Yes. Like it is so scary to me um I see a, a therapist bi-weekly she's phenomenal shout out to my therapist um because I know she listens to the podcast and one of the things that I talk to her about is I constantly have these fears and it's very interesting I have them almost nightly I get to bed I start to drift off and I think oh my god Desiree you didn't die today wow and I, and I have that fear constantly. Now, truth be told, I do have lupus, which is a super fun autoimmune disease. And that definitely affects a lot of my, well, 90% of my health, right? So I know that that's a constant present thought in my head, but yeah. I do feel like at times I have an irrational fear of death, like constantly. Do you ever work with people kind of like myself where you talk to them and you're like it this I I see where you're coming from but like it's actually okay like this is where I need you to kind of back up yeah you know this is my goal why I do my Instagram is I'm demystifying um not just death but like ghosts and spirit stuff Ouija boards are not evil. Ghosts are not evil. There are no demons trying to possess you. You know, Catholics love, they love their demon possession. They love demon possession. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching them too. But all of that is, uh, it's kind of belief that's feeding that. And it's a big egregore. An egregore is a thought form that we all can think and feed with our thoughts and it gets bigger and bigger and kind of takes on a life of its own. And, you know, um, I think Tibetans used to do this with like a tulpa. They would, you know, concentrate and meditate so much and create this little thought form and be something cute, like a little tiger. And the tiger would get bigger and bigger and bigger and just like literally eat up the person or attack the person, you know? And that is your own energy that you are using against yourself. That being said, I really do believe that a lot of the fear that we have of death is because we don't talk about death. And in the West, we don't have beautiful rituals of death. You know, it's it's sad. It's, it's painful. It's scary here. And that's what I want to make a difference with. Like, the death part is actually the beautiful part. Um, there's no pain. It's very quick spirit is free and in so much 
rapture. They're so happy. They're just wow. Um, ghosts kind of had ghosts played like this little good and evil thing though. They did play a lot on the demons, but it feels really good to be out of body from what they say. And they can perceive life in such a different lens that it's like mind-boggling to them. And they're always around us. So our loved ones and spirit are just beautifully haunting us. They're just around. They're curious what we're doing. They miss us. They love us. They're just feeding us. with. They're like little care bears, you know, sending out their little care bear hearts and stuff. That's what it feels like when they're around. So I feel like spirit connection is so healing and beautiful. Like, wouldn't it be nice to just be like, hey, dad, how are you? I miss you. I feel you. Thanks for being around. Like, that's such a different feeling than like, I miss my father. Today is his birthday. And feeling distraught, like that heartbreak versus that like, hey, how you doing? You know, that like, thanks for coming over feeling. It's, yeah, it's a perspective. And I, I think it's so beautiful how you said that, because I think it really is perspective. For me, every time I think about my own passing, I think, oh gosh, I'm going to, like, my family's going to be so sad. Like yeah. they're, they're going to be so sad. And then of course, selfishly, I think, oh, I'm not going to be around anymore. Like, I don't want to live forever, but like, I want to be around. And I think I read something a few years ago where they were like, basically you have one more generation until you're completely forgotten. So mm. it's like this idea of, I vaguely remember my great grandmother. So when my mom passes and then ultimately when I pass, because I don't have any kids, there will be no one that can really speak about my great grandmother. And every once in a while, I think about that. And it makes me so sad because from what my mother's told me, from what my grandmother told me, she was a wonderful woman. She did amazing things, but I have very few memories of her because she passed when I was so young. Yeah. But the idea that like, once I go, like that's, that's it for her memory. Like it just, it makes me sad. So what I am intrigued and one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you was I love the idea that then there could be someone who goes, oh, you know, Desiree, your great grandmother, I just happen to see her. <laughs> Or, yeah. or this person. And I think that, I think that is comforting, but I think it's amazing. Like you said, it is about perspective. I think right now, again, with someone who deals with health issues, I think my perspective is sadly on the negative of, I feel bad for the family that I would leave behind. Yeah. Um, and also I'm very particular about what I want my funeral service to be like. And to nice. be honest, like, I just don't want shenanigans. I want it to be opulent. And I want it to be fun. I and I don't it. want yes. people to be sad. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, full theatrics. <laughs> I love that so much. And that's the beautiful part of death doula work is we can start planning for that. And not at any age. I mean, you can write out exactly what you want. What would be fun? Keep adding to it. Maybe take something out later on. And it's so beautiful. And there's legacy projects you can create, you know, quilting a blanket, one with everyone's name on it, something that it will keep getting passed down no matter what. So there's beautiful ways I feel like we can incorporate our our legacy, our name, our spirits, physical physical spirit, I suppose, into, yeah, here on earth with our family. And even if you don't have kids, you got nieces, nephews, maybe if not, you know, it's there's so many other ways we can make a difference in another person's life. I know that there's like this really cool thing going around where people will put recipes on tombstones oh. and people will go around and create those recipes. Oh, I love that. Isn't that awesome? That's Just so neat. So creative and fun. Like, hell yeah, I want to make grandma's, I don't know, a pumpkin pie or something. It's It sounds so beautiful. I love like, that. Now, now I want to get in the kitchen and start. <laughs> now I want to get in the kitchen and start cooking. Yeah. And so, when you talk about what you want to be able to do and help people, because I know you were like, I really want to be able to do this and make more money. But you, you do on your Instagram provide amazing free content, and it's so insightful and it's so knowledgeable. But where would you like to be? What is it that you would like to be doing in the next year, five years? 
You know, it's so funny. I was a flight attendant for 12 years. Really? Like, yeah, just yeah, it's it's crazy. Like I it wasn't a dream of mine. I was living in Japan and I wanted to come to America and I applied for anything and I became a flight attendant. That was like the first job that I accepted. So I was like, cool. Became a flight attendant, started really working on my mediumship skills and all that. And then I I had a concussion. So now I'm just like, oh, I can't continue flying. What am I going to do? And ob- obviously, it'd be cool if I could just be a medium and um, make a, a lucrative <laughs> financial amount out of that. But that's not the... I don't see that in my space. But I do see myself going into some sort of hmm, death care work, whether that's being a hospice um caretaker in the future or maybe finding a way to bring mediumship and spirit work into a more mainstream way teaching more classes i don't know i do feel it's something in this field though it's very my spidey sense is tingling yeah (laughs) yeah i i love that that's i think i was just surprised when you said flight attendant because i'm like Mm -hmm. well i attended so all i could think of was you on a plane and then all of a sudden spirit talking to you and you're like oh yeah I am busy trying to serve yep. 5g their coca-cola <laughs> and nuts I need you Mr. Harrison to get out of my ear so I can take care of this person did you ever have experiences like that where you're like I'm trying to work right now in the beginning yes or when there's like really crazy like strong full moons like when there was a full moon on Halloween that was the worst I'm that like, was a full moon on Halloween this year, wasn't it? I think was, it was the was year it? before. Okay. I knew it was but, recently. Yeah. When that was happening, that was a crazy time for me. But for the most part, I'm closed for business. Right. Um, And I do put my closed sign up. Although like when I do connect to people and they're very, they're in a lot of grief. Like I can, I can feel their loved one. I'm like, oh yeah, she's with you. She's just like don't cry for me you know I'm here (laughs) and that's what they're doing they're like wait I'm right here stop crying (laughs) feel me really like let's connect they want to connect and when you say they want to connect because I feel like I'm like most people who've seen movies or excerpts or whatnot and they'll say things like when you notice the light flicker if you smell this are those things those are things that actually you know that spirit's way of connecting to us Oh, totally. And dreams. If you dream of them, that's them. When we sleep, our energy raises just naturally. You know how when we're doing like manifesting work, we're, we are avidly working on raising our vibe, which is very hard to do. But when we sleep, our vibe just like naturally raises and spirit's vibe is high. So all they have to do now that your vibe is high, lower their vibe a little and they can come into our dreams and we can you know, party and dream time. And that's a real thing. It's really beautiful. And you can ask them to come in too. And you can do dream work. You can be like, okay, you know, I'm writing down, I want to meet dad tonight and keep doing it until you see him, bug him, call him. It's like, come on, dad, you got to come through. I'm going to keep bugging you until you do it. I, I love that. I, I love that. And I think I'm totally actually not think I know I will totally do that. Now, conversely, because I think I saw, I hate to say this, I think I saw a TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I think I saw a TikTok that talked about that, but they also said to be careful about who you're inviting. Is that oh also, God. see, this is, Claudia, yes. this is why I brought you on the podcast because I knew you'd be like, Desiree, stop looking at TikTok, okay? No, no, okay. <laughs> let's just, let's remember who are making TikToks, right? Let's think of their age. And let's understand, okay, what was it like when I was 20? I thought I could do everything. Yes. I was living in Japan, my best life. No one can tell me I was not living, right? I was feeling so confident. That being said, energy work is a lot more than just calling them in. You do have to always, okay, forget that. If you're connecting out of love, you're good to go. Your love will trump anything. Now, if you're picking up a Ouija board because you think it's naughty and you're not supposed to be playing with the Ouija board, but you're like, hee hee, I'm going to do this. You already are putting in that idea or that um, energy that, oh, who's going to come through? So that's what's going to happen. You're just going to get whoever's opening that door. 
it's all about your intention, just like meditation, just like um, manifesting and just like energy work. You get what you put in. If you just want to connect out of pure love, that's what you will connect with. And you say, I want to connect with that. I want to connect with my spirit guides. You know, you're not going to be like, I want to connect to any spirit that's there because you're going to get the ghosts or the the lower energies, which you don't want those. Those are parasitic. <laughs> and, and do you think there's also a difference in wanting to connect out of desperation? Because I feel like when we talk about manifestation, you know, one of the things that people talk about is I want to manifest money. And you will hear people say, well, if you're constantly going in the sense of it's because I need it, I need it, I need it. All you're doing is pushing it away and away and away. So is there really such a thing as far as wanting to desperately connect with spirit and spirit being like, I, you now you're just pushing me away. Like, does that actually exist? Yes, but it's not desperation. It is that you're not seeing the signs. You're not seeing them connect. So as we found out spirit is very cryptic and it sucks don't get me started i mean i wish they could just come through and be like hey how are you they, this they is what is that. happening yeah no it, they're very creepy crawly they'll turn on the lights they'll mess with your phone they'll like drop things on the floor they'll you'll see pennies you'll see feathers you'll smell roses or perfume or tobacco that's how they work and our psychic we have our psychic senses just like our physical senses depending on which psychic sense of ours is stronger will be how we will pick up spirit. That being said, um, sorry, the question was, is it, about- is there, if we, if you wanted to, so let's say, for example, I want to go to bed tonight and I really want to connect with someone, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm coming from that sense of like, I really want to connect. I really oh, that, kind of des- that yeah. desperate need, like, does that conversely affect the connection? No, it's not about being desperate. It's about not seeing the signs because you're not grounded, because you're not present. So what happens is our focus, as you can see with me, um, our focus is not in the present all the time, right? It kind of like goes forward, it goes backwards. It uh, starts thinking about dinner, or it starts thinking about, oh man, I should have said something else instead of what I said. So if you're not present, then you won't see the signs. You're not going to see the feathers. You're not going to pick up on the perfume. You're going to be like, oh, it's all in my head no it's there's nothing there I you just see a shadow and you're like no it's nothing that's just me my mind playing tricks on me so that's what's happening you're not seeing the signs that spirit's giving you and so when you finally see them they'll be like finally I give you I don't know how many signs I totally sent you that one song on the radio and you didn't hear that was me exactly (laughs) so how do we in our everyday life how do we find that moment to go okay this is me trying to be present so I can see those signs. How do we get to that place? Yeah. Okay. So figure out how you ground because everybody's different, you know? So just first bring your energy to this current time and just tell yourself, okay, I'm right here. I'm right here in this moment. And then from this space, say, you know, I want to connect to spirit, pure love only. That's all I'm letting in. So set those boundaries. And then see what you see. Either go for a walk, turn on your radio, um, just follow your intuition, your inspiration. Maybe you want to go to the kitchen to get something. And then that's when you get like a hint of something, you know. So you got to follow the white rabbit, so to speak, which is your intuition. Let it guide you while you are present and um, aligned to love energy, if that makes sense. It's kind of like a three-step process, but... The more you do it, the easier it gets. <laughs> I think that's so comforting to hear, especially to know that I think a lot of us have had this idea that it has to be very hard and you yeah. have to be with a gift. But to say that I could just become grounded and kind of focus again with love, with what I want to be able to be attuned to, I think that's I think that's fascinating. Yeah, and we... We can connect with ESP or ESPN if you want to be like Mean Girls. I say, I say ESPN all the time. I love that. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, because when you are linking to them, it's like a it's like a cord, right? People talk about cord cutting, or it's like a, hmm, I guess it's like a phone call line. 
let's say you're thinking of your dad who's on the other side when you think of him he gets that signal and then he can now use that signal to try to come through to you somehow sending you thoughts maybe sending you a warm memory you know maybe suddenly you're just going about your day and suddenly you start thinking about the time when like he taught you how to ride a bike out of nowhere right that doesn't just pop up for fun that pops up for a reason there's a connection there so when those moments happen that's that's like a moment that spirit is like yeah I mean really yeah that is it's I mean we're not just gonna go doing our thing and then suddenly we start thinking about oh yeah there was this memory when I was four years old and I fell and then I you know my mom gave me a band-aid that's very random unless something you're looking at or thinking otherwise triggered it if it just pops up out of nowhere it's probably spirit (laughs) and and in those moments should you then kind of be like oh oh, okay bob um that that was you is there something like how are you like should we try to kind of engage and try to get more from that moment because you're right i think i think that makes sense when you think about it you don't just again unless i'm looking at this teacup going oh yeah my dad gave me this teacup if i'm out swimming why in the world would I be thinking of a teacup if that memory came in so in those moments can you then kind of actively go okay well what's the what's that memory for to try to connect more exactly yeah you can first acknowledge be like oh I see you okay what do you want to say is there anything you want to share or are you just sharing the memory and then maybe that's okay we have to we also have to remember that they use a lot of energy to come down to us so maybe they can't do a lot, right? Maybe all they can do is send that memory. As in, I'm I'm here thinking about you. And it's comforting. It's a gift. It's always a gift. The spirit's message is always such a gift. And we don't see it as that. We just see it as like, I'm crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I, I definitely, I definitely don't think that. Now, something that I'm like super dying to talk to you about. So are you in the vein of, you know, you mentioned John Edwards. So mm-hmm. you've got John Edwards, you've got the Long Island medium, you've got <laughs> that adorable little kid who oh, like scribbled. Cute, yes. Yeah, like him. Like so <laughs> yeah, he's like adorable, but I'm like, I think he's like 80 years old, but he looks like he's 12. Like he's so yeah. cute, but he's like super young looking. But so when you see people like that on television, are you annoyed? with it do you find some of it because I I personally feel like obviously some of it is in truth like these people have some sort of some sort of a gift but now it's like now there's tv shows on top of tv shows on top of this like so when you see that how do you feel about that oh it's a funny story I before I did mediumship actively like I do now I was channeling and I was really into like Abraham Hicks I was so angry one day and I was like fucking spirit why am I not doing what she's doing and mm. I was like so like you can say ego you can say all the things and I'm like I'm doing it I'm helping other people I can channel like she does but how come I'm not on tv and they told me they're like you're here to have a human experience and relate with humans I was physically abused for 12 years of my life as a child right I can relate to abuse abused people I can relate to unempowered people I can relate to girls who think they're weird for being authentically themselves you know all of these human things and that's my gift I'm here to be human also and to help us humans have a spiritual connection that's really it and I felt like that's that's why I can do this right that's so beautiful oh my god (laughs) Like literally you were saying that and as you were talking, it was almost like your whole your whole face just changed and you just got so excited and happy. And I'm like, yeah, that does make sense because I feel <laughs> like the ego and most of us are like, yeah, screw that Abraham Hicks. Like I want to make that money. I'm trying to get on Oprah. I'm trying to get, you know, the top five podcasts in the entire world about mediumship. Why the hell is it happening to me? And you're like, spirit told me that's not what my path is. Yeah, and you know, I have such a beautiful community on Instagram. They've known me for so long. I work really hard. I make content daily for I don't know how many years since before COVID. 
yeah since a few years before COVID I've been doing this so like the people who see me know me they know where I like my authenticity I suppose and that's really what I'm advocating I do not want to be another medium I'm not another medium I'm a fairy I'm a fairy who can connect you to spirit <laughs> okay, now, okay now now you gotta you gotta break that down to me because we have not talked about that you're like I am not a medium I am a fairy so <laughs> what's the difference what is the difference between the death medium and the death fairy um you know so a fairy is is very happy to be alive and they're happy to create and dance and enjoy all of the physical things because they are physical creatures and that's why I love fairies and that's why I chose the death fairy I am somebody who loves life so much that I want to have the best death possible and I want to be that bridge between spirit and aliveness or being alive and you know having a really beautiful idea of what death can be really makes me enjoy life even more because now I know it's like if I don't eat that slice of pizza I'm gonna regret it and if I die I'm gonna regret not eating that Papa John's pizza because it makes me so happy so now I really live for each moment because I want to just you know yellow no regrets have the best life ever and then when I die I want to haunt my children <laughs> <laughs> see I think that's what I'm missing out on not having kids is that I will have no one to haunt like god forbid have I plenty of people <laughs> you know I will I will haunt like random I have like god children I will 100% haunt them but like yes god forbid I pass away before my mom I can't tell you how excited I will be to haunt her like it'll just it'll bring me so much joy right isn't that fun <laughs> That's why when I see spirit or ghosts or things like that, I'm like, haha, I see you. That's funny. You know, like it's cute. I would be doing the same thing. <laughs> so we are coming to the end of the podcast and I always ask everyone the exact same question. But before we go into the final question, where can everyone find you on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, you know, Bumble, all of the things, where can everybody find you? I'm mostly on Instagram. I do have a TikTok that I haven't uploaded lately. Um, and I also have a website. So my name is The Death Fairy, F-A-E-R-I-E, and thedeathfairy.com. Um, yeah, that's it. Find me on Instagram. <laughs> and it's also The Death Fairy, because I think it, it is also. Yes. Yep. On, on all the platforms, The Death Fairy, just my website.com. <laughs> gotcha gotcha and i love that it's f-a-e-r-i-e because it's part of the fey right the fey yeah i think it's the yeah. celtic spelling and i like that so much but now being like now thinking about it i was like man i picked the hardest spelling ever <laughs> for my name <laughs> that's okay it's very memorable f-a-e-r-i-e <laughs> It, it is and there you go and now you've just made yourself a jingle <laughs> it is it is very memorable you should probably try to like accidentally misspell it and see like if it takes you to a different website so oh my gosh can... it's gonna be like a porn site or I, know, I, know. I was like no, no 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 I need you to clearly understand that it is spelled like this because you go <laughs> to this website if you don't so that's, that's funny. funny I think you need to do that after we're done with this episode. make like fake websites <laughs> not this one one. (laughs) okay so I love asking my guests the final question it's the same question I ask everybody so if you could have a drink and I think this is gonna be great for you (laughs) with anyone alive or dead (laughs) which is how the question which is how the question is phrased um but this will be very interesting because you're the very first person I've ever had who could be like yeah I could have it with millions of people who have passed but if you could have a drink with anyone alive or dead, who would it be? What would you drink? And what would you talk about? Mm, yeah, you know, the first person that came to my mind, and I know I have like 20 people that I would love to do this with, but the first person, um, oh, you know what? Screw that. Frida Kahlo. <gasps> I, mm. I would have just like tequila straight. Yes. Frida Kahlo. Um, and I really want to paint with her like I want to have a drunk painting session with her and really like dig out all that female anger and grief with her that would be so amazing I'd be like yeah fuck society (laughs) you know and make this beautiful exquisite painting of our pain that would be so beautiful yeah Frida 
you know what? Yeah. So I think what I'll start doing is I'm going to probably get together because in June, it'll be the start of season three of the podcast. I think I'm going to get everyone's answers together. And I will say for season two, this is the best answer. I'm just going to go ahead and say right now that you clearly have the best answer of so far <laughs> the guests because everyone else has been like, I'd want to have drinks with this person and talk about politics, or I'd love to have a glass of wine and talk about how beautiful it is the lake. You're like, fuck that. I want to have tequila with Frida Kahlo <laughs> and I want to paint some shit. And I'm like, answer ever that is yeah. such a cool answer <laughs> thank you so, you know yeah sorry no go ahead no no you're fine <laughs> I just I really felt that um because I do death work there's a lot of you know rawness in it and she's somebody that knows death that knows death very well so I would love to like just really get that out there like paint if you somehow are able to connect with Frida Kahlo, could you please let me know? Because I'm so intrigued now. Like now I have to be like, oh my God, does this really happen? Because that's so cool. And then more importantly, if it needs to be fueled by tequila, um, I love tequila and I will send you a <laughs> bottle and be like, this is, this is for your journey. Here you go. Thank you. That's <laughs> like a dream come true. It. Tell me that's all I mean. about it. <laughs> yeah I love like first I was like oh maybe Audrey Hepburn and we could talk about humanitarian causes so I'm like that. fuck that no Screw I want that, you to dude. call and I want to write no no hell no so fuck that are you kidding me that truly is right now I am not kidding you so far for this season the best answer <laughs> so I think I'm not going to say anything to anybody else any other future guests they can listen to the podcast but I can just be like oh you want to have a a glass of wine with John Wayne Hmm. Cool. 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 Well, thanks for being on the episode. <laughs> In the back of my head, and be like, God, he has the best answer so far. Thank <laughs> you. Well, everybody, again, as far as me, you can always find me on all socials, uh, Desiree-Simone.com. And then on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter at IMDSimone. Claudia, aka the Death Fairy, thank you so, so much. This Thank is you. An absolute thrill. And I've loved every minute of it. And I cannot wait for your tequila night with Frida Kahlo. Oh, me too. That'll be amazing. <laughs> My God. I wanted to be one of those, like, what happened last night? <laughs> Do you remember? And then you look over in your nightstand, there's like an empty bottle of Don Julio, and you're like, Frida. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yes. Frida. And then you just start chugging Pedia like, because you got to get through the rest of your day. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Gen Z, for that gift because I did not know that. <laughs> Pedialyte. Oh, God. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Team Pedialyte and a really greasy cheeseburger, and you will be fine. <laughs> Claudia, Woo. thank you so very much for being on Growth of the Rocks. I thoroughly, thoroughly appreciate it. Oh, this is so much fun. Thank you, Desiree. You really have an amazing vibe. I love this. Can we do it again? Abs oh, my God. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? 100%. Woo. You're 100% coming back on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much. Bye. Thanks, guys. I'll check you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye.